Welcome to the City Geek, Country Geek, DC Comics Podcast, episode number 75. My name is Gareth Oliver, I'm coming to you from the beautiful Grampians here in Western Victoria, and I am joined once again in all of Tasmania, Mr. Paul Casey. How are you, Paul? I'm doing great this week. It's good. Doing great. It's freezing cold outside. It's freezing cold outside. It's supposed to be spring, but it's freezing cold outside, and uh, not very nice. Yeah, it's 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 been raining uh, quite a bit here today, actually. So, uh, which you know, I don't mind. As people, I may mention on the podcast before, I I rely on the rainwater because we're not connected to town water. We have water tanks, so if we don't get the rain, then we don't have water. So I'm always happy to see the rain. Yeah, water's water's important. Well, this time last year, actually, you know, on Facebook when it pops up with the you know, um, on this day. This time last mm-hmm. year, we were actually. Fl- oh, really? Yeah, our our the little valley that runs through our property was was just like a a, a lake. So, yeah. well, there you go. Um, now the last couple of weeks we've done comic reviews to kick the show off because we have to talk about. Um, we've got no news this week, so we're just going to talk. We're just going to do purely comic reviews. So, anyone who's come to hear about the, you know, the new trailer for Season 4 of Gotham or Season 4 of The Flash, yeah, sorry. We're not doing it. I certainly watched the uh, the the trailer for Season 4 of The Flash, and I really have nothing to say about it. Well, you're doing better than me. I didn't even mention it off air before. Yeah, it was, um, it's Team Flash, and... Uh, they're talking about how excited they are to see Barry back. So, I mean, you know, spoiler alert, Barry gets out of the Speed Force. We'll just, we'll just put that out there. And um, there's some lightning, and uh, it looks like he's going to be fighting some sort of a, a giant samurai, which I, I'm a little excited about, was, I'll be honest. Was but Caitlin Snow there? I didn't see Caitlin Snow. Mm. Uh, I can't remember seeing Caitlin Snow, but I only, I, I only watched it once, and it, it's literally six seconds. Okay, and I oh. just went okay. All right, I watched the tone. Gotham. Seems, the, the the tone seems to be much lighter than the last couple of seasons. So that's 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 a good start. More like season one. Well, we can hope so. Yeah, I watched the Gotham season four trailer, the new one that came out today, and that looks really good. Uh, Scarecrow is going to be the main uh, the, the main villain for the first half of the season, and looks really cool. Looks um, comic accurate. Okay. the The classic scarecrow, the scarecrow getup with the bra hat. No, uh, the the current sort of. looking scarecrow with the noose around his neck. Oh, okay. And the oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, the 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 straw um, but the not the straw, um, Hessian sort of mask. And he's he was carrying okay, cool. carrying like a scythe as well. All right. So it's like um, it's it's like Injustice Two, accurate version of Scarecrow. Yeah, I guess so. I guess you could say that. Yeah. Okay. 
I've only two on my um on my phone on the mobile app, so But have you but have you played Scarecrow? Uh no, but I remember watching the like you know, the like the character reveal teasers and stuff and I remember seeing Scarecrow on one of those. Yeah, he's uh, in the in the game. He's a surprisingly um, adept hand-to-hand combatant, which I don't think is very accurate, really. Okay, yeah, well, I suppose because it's... Comics, I mean, comics, he's sort of this middle-aged, skinny guy with glasses when, he's, mm. when he doesn't have the Hessian bag over his face. You know, he wouldn't be doing these ninja kicks and flips. And... So we're saying it's not in continuity. <laughs> Yes, we're saying it. I suppose we're saying it's not in continuity. Who would know what's in continuity at the moment? Well, certainly not me. Because we'll probably talk about metal at the very end of the reviews, the the second um, metal that came in. Um, and I read that that's set after the current Justice League arc, which, you know, who cares, and after the current Aquaman arc. So did you did you see that? Uh, no, I didn't see that. So that's that's when it's set. So, I don't know. I don't know what's in canon. I don't know what's continuity anymore. I just read the books, man. Well, yeah, I I like I like my continuity, and I like things to make sense and make a lot of continuity sense. Mm. You know, you we're getting these deep callbacks to 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 Crisis, which actually didn't happen. Yeah, that's been that's been officially retconned, as, and. Mm. Things that shouldn't have happened yet have happened. You know, Batman... So Batman wouldn't have gone back in time and Final Crisis didn't actually happen because the New 52 wiped that away. Yeah. But yet, but yet here we are. Yeah. We'll save that discussion for, for the end. We'll do our, our, um, our Books of the Week first. We'll kick it off on a, on a positive note. So your Book of the Week was Mr. Yes. Michael? My book of the week is Mr. Miracle number two. Yep. <laughs> number two. Um, what? <laughs> number two. Never mind. Yes, Mr. Miracle. Yes, Mr. Miracle number two. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, credits. We have Tom uh, Tom King as the writer, Mitch Gerard's pencils, inks, covers, and variant cover. Clayton Cowles did the letters. Nick Darrington did the main cover. So, Mr. Miracle number two, it's much more linear than Miracle 1. If you either remember my review from last month when this was out, or you've read the book yourself, it's sort of... It's as close to a young animal slash verlook as you can get while still being in DC continuity. It's all over the place. The first one was. This issue number two, it reads much more much more linear. Um, it's, a bit, it's a bit Game of Thrones-y as well which I'll get into in a second. So, uh, if you recall, or have Genesis is at war with Apocalypse, and Darkseid has begun his invasion of New Genesis. So we start out the book with, with a parademon feasting on a dead body. We get the typical nine-panel grid on most pages. Uh, so the parademon is feasting on a dead body, and then Mr. Miracle, Scott Free, just shows up out of nowhere and blows his head off. And, in fact, the first half of the book is Orion, who has the rule of Highfather, because Highfather is presumed dead. Although, is he? Well, he was in the we, uh, Hell we Jordan see... book this week. 
yes, we are. I was, I was about to say, in terms of the uh, High Father that we all know in Hal Jordan this week. So who knows where any of this is set in 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 continuity? Uh, so Mister Miracle for the first third of the book is traveling all over New Genesis, fighting fighting battles. Uh, he's been promoted to uh, to General Free as well. Uh, he is going all over. New Genesis and Apocalypse fighting battles for Orion, who is the acting High Father. Uh, we get a an odd scene in Scott and Barda's apartment back on Earth, where uh, Mister Miracle Scott Free forgets how to turn on a shower and has to get his mother box to do it for him. Really? Yeah, that that actually happens. Huh. Okay. So. Um, it means something. Tom King is too smart of a writer to just include a weird panel like that. So I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Maybe he just smells. Yeah, it could be. That's why. That's why he's so good at escaping because people are like, oh, Mister, it's supposed to be on, you know, chaining him up, Judy, but man, he reeks. I'll just, I'll just, dude, you stink. Yeah, do it and get out of here. And so it's like loose, and Mister Miracle's just like, yeah, I can get out of this. This is no worries. And he just, just like his way out. Just like the smelly car from Seinfeld. Yeah. So, so the weird scene of the uh, uh, shower in uh, Scott and Barton's apartment. We then go to the throne room on New Genesis, where Orion sitting throne, and now reminds everyone that since he is acting High Father, they are now reintroducing rules of formality, and everyone must kneel before High Father, which Barda reluctantly does, and uh, Barda elbows Mister Miracle to get him to do the same thing. And instead of calling him as he's been doing, he now insists on being called High Father. And they, uh, Scott and Orion, have a a bit of a manly stare down at each other. So the new mission is Scott and Barda are going to kill Granny Goodness. And he purposely did not give them the assignment because he thought that they would be too close to Granny, but now realizes that to Granny is going to be an asset. Mm. So, those of you not versed in New Gods lore, uh, they were both raised by Granny Goodness in her in her orphanage, and uh, basically abused and tormented their entire lives by Granny Goodness. Now, we we find out later as all a double cross, and uh, Orion was sending Scott and Barda to Granny. Uh, he had already told Granny that they. Where to? He's trying to broker with Darkseid, and uh, he wanted Granny Goodness to kill Scott and Barda. Mm. So it's a it's a bit of political intrigue as well. So Barda see uh, Granny Goodness sees Barda and Scott, and then we get a very odd scene of them eating Jello together. Not up eating Jello together while uh, Stormforge, who is another new god who I don't know, is being starved to death as a prisoner of war from Granny Goodness, and Stormforge watch all three of them eat Jello. Hmm. That's a scene that actually happens. That's a scene that actually happens. Sounds so, riveting so far. I mean, we've had him having a shower. We've got him eating, eating jelly. You know. Jello? Yeah, we have him We have him staring down uh, Orion in a throne room. Yeah. yeah. Nick, what, what, next time he's washing? No, uh, I think that was last issue. Oh, okay. Good. So, uh, late... Late at night, Mr. Miracle sneaks out of his tent to find to assassinate Granny Goodness. Granny Goodness then takes out Big Barda. It looks like she kills her, however she doesn't, and then spills the beans on a scandalous secret 
that she was the one who let Highfather know that Darkseid had the anti-life equation because she secretly wants Sister Miracle to be Highfather of New Genesis. And in order to do that, he's going to have to kill Darkseid. We're reminded of the prophecy that only Darkseid's son can kill Darkseid, which uh, we've all thought this whole time was Orion. But she says, is Orion Darkseid's son, or is it you? So, again, if you're not versed in New Gods lore, uh, Orion is the son of um, uh, son of Darkseid, and they traded son. Uh, I can't talk. Darkseid and Highfather traded sons in a peace treaty, just as you do. Mm. So, every thought the new gods might be wrong. And then Scott and Barda boom to back to Earth. After Big Barda shoots Granny, or uh, beats Granny Goodness, basically bludgeons her to death with a, uh, looks like a baseball bat, but I don't think they play baseball on Apocalypse. Basically, bring her to death with a bat. Yep, they might play baseball. They probably do. The Apocalypse Astros. <laughs> the new Genesis Boomers. The Boomers. The Boomers. Yeah, because of the boom tubes. Yeah. Get it? Yeah. 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 So, and, uh, and that's where we end the issue. Basically, with Granny Goodness's bloodied corpse mm. on the ground, and Scott and Scott and Bart are wondering uh, if they are actually the son of who they think they are. And what they're going to do about Orion, who seems to have gone crazy. Okay, so what would you um, what would you would you score this one? I gave this issue eight and a half out of ten. All right, eight and a half. Not eight bad. and a half. So you're quite really a, good. enjoying Mr. Really Miracle good. at the moment, aren't you? I I am quite enjoying Mr. Moment. Mm. The art, so writing is great. The art is not something that I would typically enjoy. Uh, the art is not something that I would typically enjoy, but for the story, it works really, really well. So Mitch, Mitch Gerard's, it's really, it's really pencil heavy, yep. with a lot of lines, and a lot of the panels are like half tone panels. Mm-hmm. But it just, it just works really, really well for the story. Yep. Cool. All right, my book of the week was uh, Action Comics number nine eighty seven, the part one. The agents of the mysterious Mister Oz begin to move as the Man of Steel works to stop the chaos they unleash in Metropolis and across the globe, but when Mr. Oz steps from the shadows, his identity rocks the last son of Krypton to his core. The stories begin, DC Universe Rebirth, number one, begins to end. So written by Dan Jurgens, penciled and by Victor Bogdanovich, inked by Victor Von J- Bogdanovich, Jonathan Glapian and Jay Lyston, colour by Michael Scott, Brad Anderson, and Nick Bradshaw. It's not a bad cover, it's just the, the House of L crest with... Uh, Hope underneath it, and the uh, the variant cover is Superman's shock at Mister Oz's unmasking. And look, before we even get to it, I'll just ask you this: Were you surprised? I was. I was. I was legitimately surprised. I had read. I had seen clickbaity articles for the past couple of weeks saying it might be who it is, and I thought, no, mm. that's ridiculous. Couldn't be. That's yeah. that's absolutely no. No way. But no. then, once it was revealed, I was like, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, it starts out with Mr. Oz, and he essentially, he he kills uh, Metello by, by taking the, the kryptonite that is powering 
you know, his his whole suit, which keeps him alive, taking it out of the suit and saying, you're not going to use a piece of planet to harm him ever again. And then we go down to Metropolis, and uh, for some reason, people are arguing with a cop because a armoured truck full of vials of some, uh, you know, vaccine has just run off a bridge. Uh, and Superman, of course, he goes and gets it out of the uh, the truck out of the water, uh, uses his X-ray vision to see that the, the vials of you know, uh, vaccine or whatever it is, aren't, and they're still useful. So he takes them to the, um, the country where they're most in need. I can't remember the name, but it's some made up name. Obviously it's meant to be somewhere in, you know, somewhere in Africa. Um, he flies back to Metropolis and turns back into Clark Kent. And, uh, John is having a bit of a tour around the daily planet with slow. And, uh, the sports writing guy whose name has briefly escaped me. What's his name? The uh, the sport Steve Lombard. Steve Lombard, and he's he's trying to say to John, "Hey, man, I'm 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 an ex NFL player. I'll get you tickets to see the the Meteors play, and you can even have one of my throwback jerseys and whatever." Um, John is less than impressed by all this, but you know, I don't think John's a sporty. So, Mister Oz is then uh, lets us all in on his big plan. He is watching what is happening around the globe with various things. You have, you know, poachers out to shoot a row of people losing their jobs and another one is like a, a ship's captain who's drunk behind the wheel and he says, well, I'm going to just unleash hell and let humanity decide whether they want to embrace the light. Uh, and they go for the darkness and he does it all at once. So Superman can't be in all these places at once. Uh, so Superman takes off to try and help whoever he can. He Now, this has actually been talked about quite a bit, these next couple of pages. I'm on page 16 and 17, where a factory worker who is terribly upset that he's lost his job is going to go and kill a whole bunch of immigrants. And, of course, the factory worker's bringing in his American flag bandana just to... Um, with a, with a machine gun, he actually starts shooting at him, and Superman jumps in front and blocks the bullets, and and really uh, gives the guy a dressing down, saying, you know, that, you know, maybe take a look in the mirror, and that's why you're such a dickhead. Not in those words. And I don't know if you've seen a lot of the. Um, there's been a lot of comics put in, uh, not just the comics world, but in the mainstream press as well. Yeah, I've seen a, a little bit about it, but. Mm. I don't. I don't mind. I, I think it's a. I think it makes a great. Um, it makes a great plot device for Superman to jump in front and go, "What are you doing?" Yeah. Um, it's a, totally something Superman would do. Exactly, I was going to say it's a very Superman thing to do, and I think people forget. You know, everyone's like, I've heard seen people like, justice in the American way, but Superman's like literally an illegal alien. He's the original illegal alien. He, he, he doesn't get more than someone from another you know, a distant planet. Um, he uh, he goes to try and, and save the uh, the oil tanker that was being driven by the drunkard ship's captain and uh, ends up finding the, the dead rhino with its horn sawn off and he goes to the country where he delivered the vacuum and, and sees the gorillas and the government, you know, fighting each other and basically mowing down anyone in his way. And uh, it's it's all sort of get it's doing his head in, and then Mister Oz sort of appears on the battlefield in this country and says, 
let's go somewhere in chat and rushes them to the Fortress of Solitude. He says, you know, we've met here before, which which we we know they've been there before. And he explains to Superman why he's been doing all this. He says, you know what, dude, humanity's not that bad, you know, they're, they're all right. And um, then we find out the big reveal. The big reveal is that Mr. Oz is actually Jor-El. Superman's father from Krypton who has been dead for ever. So he he said that he's made a mistake sending him to sending Clark to Earth Um, and you know he says I I, I fashioned the spacecraft that able to get here and yeah I survived Kal-El now I know that I sent you to the wrong place. I'm your father. I'm Jarrell, and he's missing an eye, and he's you know only got half his head and all sort of stuff. But that was the big reveal. Mister Oz is Jarrell, and I didn't see it coming. I, I didn't. I, I I did not see it coming at all. Um, I automatically assumed when they first mentioned Mister Oz way back when Rebirth first started that it would be the fella from um, Watchmen. Aussie, Aussie Monday. Yeah, um, or that that deep dive that Adam week on uh, on Twitter. But no, it, Jor-El sort of came a, a bit out of left. Um, so that's a that's a bit of a bit of a credit to the writing team there, I think. Um, unless it unless it isn't really Jor-El and it's someone pretending to be Jor-El just to mess with Superman. Oh, that's probably the case. Which possible? Yeah, oh, yeah, possible. But Finette's on face value, and he said he's Jarrell, so he's Jarrell until we hear otherwise. Until it gets maybe it's Clayface. Maybe it's Clayface. Oh uh, well, no. <laughs> Although Clayface does, yes, he features. Actually, he's quite prominent in Detective, which wasn't bad either. Yes, he is. So, anyway, um, I, I, um. I really like this book. I, I liked I liked seeing Superman doing Superman things and I liked showing that you know, Mr. Oz has engineered it or Jarrell engineered it so the Superman can't be in every single earth at the same time because he is only one man. Yes, he can move faster than a speeding bullet but he can't be everywhere and he has to sort of deal with that. And you see, he's most distressed about the rhino, I think. Yeah, he he seems really really upset about that right now. Yeah, um, the art like you with Mister Miracle isn't what I would generally go for, but I like it in this book. It works for for, for this section that we just read. Um, good start to the um, to the big Mister Oz reveal. I am going to give this eight and a half out of ten. Uh, I'm pretty much with you. I I'd give it. Eight out of ten. I really liked it. Victor Bogdanovich's art isn't as good as it as as it usually is, mm. uh, but it's it's still pretty good. They it's the they do in this book what's what's the essential Superman conflict, which is what you said. It's like I can't be everywhere at once. I can't save everyone. So that they they play with that a lot. Yeah. In in Superman, yeah, Superman comics. But I mean, it's you know, it's it's true. I mean, people talk about. Heroes being overpowered. Well, this just shows that you know he is only one person. He can't be ever at once. Even the Justice League 
can only be in seven places at one time, except for maybe the Flash. All right, what was your next book? Uh, my next book would be Bible Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps 28. Yeah, this was an interesting so this, book, this one. It was... It was okay. It wasn't, wasn't what I expected. Yeah. And especially after reading Mr. Miracle, which uh, featured a high father, which featured uh, the new high father, and reading Dark Knight's Metal, which uh, so I'm just like, well, this fits. Mm. So that's a little confusing. But uh, so Hal Jordan is on the trail of High Father, who is the of the new gods named Light Ray, who is um, – I've, I've I've never heard of Light Ray before. I don't know if they just invented him for this purpose, or if he's been around a while. But this is part three, Fall of the Gods. Uh, so written by uh, our our mate Robert Venditti, penciled by Rafa Sandov, by Jordi Tarragona, colored by Tameyu Mori, lettered by Dave Sharp, cover by Sandoval, Tarragona, and Mori, and the variant cover by Barry Kitson and Hi-Fi. Uh, so the oh, hang on. My app just crashed. <laughs> do, do, do. And here we go. So the first page is captioned the furthest reaches in the universe. So Hal is hot on the trail of Light Ray and High Father in the most Hal Jordan conflict, um, most Hal Jordan construct of all time. Just a big U.S. Air Force plane, just a jet. With looks like a propeller on the front, which is quite neat. And he starts flying so fast that his his ring can't maintain the construct integrity, and his ship breaks apart at one point. And somehow, a father is in the back, and it's basically how just having a chat with his dad for about eight pages, just about what it means to be a Jordan, and uh, what what life was like, and and that sort of thing really um this is with light ray towing high father and light ray is getting tired he he, he needs to eat some more carbs and he's he's do some more endurance training because he's getting tired towing high father across the universe and that they're across the universe we might actually mention this is that they are on the run from omega beams shot out from uh from the golem last issue so eventually hal jordan through sheer willpower as Hal Jordan is likely to to do catches up with Light Ray and High Father. High Father gets in at and uh, High Father tells Light Ray to uh, to rest up, eat some more carbs, take a salt pill, and that's pretty much it. I I don't understand why all of a sudden the the uh, the, the ring saying that you're going too fast. I mean, yeah, I mean, I understand, you know, for a bit of tension, but wouldn't it just be that Hal Jordan's like, I've willed this plane that can go faster than any other plot? Yeah. So it wouldn't work that way, wouldn't it? It would just be, okay, he'd be going, but because it's a construct plane, not a real one, that he's willed into whatever he wants, then it shouldn't matter how fast he goes. Yeah, I didn't think the, um, I didn't think the, the laws of physics and the principles of engineering applied to things created from hard light. Yeah, exactly. Power by will exists. So it doesn't it, do, it doesn't make any sense. Like all 
my understanding of how the rings work is that you you know you have to concentrate you have to have the willpower and then you have to concentrate on whatever it is or make so all he would just have to do is concentrate on his plane going really fast mm. which i'm sure he could do yeah and then would he lose concentration when he's having the talk with his ghost father well you would think yeah you'd think that that would be pretty distracting yeah You'd, well, I mean, he's the greatest Greenland of all time, apparently. But yeah, I mean, he's he's chatting away to his dad. It was obviously quite emotional for him. Um, so wouldn't that break the construct apart? He focused on talking to his old man. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, well, that's that, that's what I didn't like about it. I just didn't understand why speed was a limiting. Yeah, just why suddenly principles of engineering apply to construct rings. Yeah. Or ring constructs, but yeah, anyway. So uh, the issue was just a bit of, there was a bit of filler, really. Yeah. I mean, it was I mean, it was sort of nice, like Hal talking to a dad, but yeah. Mm. And that, that's something we've seen before. You know, Hal talking to his dad as well. Sorry, into the Jeff Johns uh, running the New 52 on this, on Greenland, when they were fighting, um, I think it was actually Volthoom, first land. Um, and you see Hal talking to his dad in, you know, the, the dead zone and all that sort of stuff. So it's, you know, it's not something you haven't seen before. Um, what did you give this book? Because for me, it was a classic Venditti. Oh, yeah, this book, I, I was just going to say, this book is almost the definition of Venditti. There's nothing wrong with it. It was a fine burst. Yeah, it just sort of was. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and so I read this book before I read Mr. Miracle. And then once I read Mr. Miracle, I was like, wait, what? The, the High Father's here. I don't understand. Yeah. But. I mean, maybe Mr. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it doesn't rate as highly for people at DC as what Hell Jordan does. But then, I mean, they put. Who's writing Mr. Miracle? Tom King? Tom King? Yes. He's a. Yeah, he'd be an A-list writer for for DC. I don't know. He's one of their uh, he's one of their up and coming young dudes. He's a DC exclusive too. Yeah. So I don't know. The um, I I have read it that Mister Mice like a hallucination in Scott Free's mind, or you know something like that. So eh, who knows? Uh, I don't know. But if you just go with you know continuity, doesn't have to be hard and fast. Then yep. it's fine. We sort of have to. You have to. You have to be like. That. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you're gonna have issues with, especially with the amount of books that they're churning out at the moment. With you know a lot of these books being fortnightly, it's gonna happen. Well, um, did you give the um, the uh, credits? Yes. Yep. Beautiful. Well, then I'll get into. Okay. Um, I'll talk about Detective Comics number nine sixty four. Topia. Anarchy has shown spoiler the world is built beneath Gotham City, which he plans to bring into the light, but she needs to know who helped him build it. And what's more, the Alliance has put Steph back on Batman's radar, now the two are on a collision course. So, written by Christopher Sabella and James Tynan IV, penciled by Carmen Carnero, who also did the covered by... Brad Anderson and Yasmin Putri. It doesn't actually... I think Ulysses Ariola must have done uh, for this one. It doesn't actually tell me, but I did see on the... the Ulysses Ariola name on the um, 
on the uh, on the cover. Um, so there's a there's sort of two stories happening at once in this book. There's Clayface, and that's where we start out. Clayface is is visiting his co-stars who he turned into a, a Clayface type beast, you know, when he was you know, right off his head, and um, saying he's telling her, look, they're working on a cure, so they might be lasted. And look, that's great. And I appreciate you trying to what you're doing, but I can't forgive that you turned me into this. So um, he flips out. He's he's wearing a special bracelet that keeps him in in the form of Basil Carlo, and he's hasn't got it on, and he's being pushed just for for longer and keep you know Basil as as his main sort of uh, dude in his head, and he ends up flipping out and going full clayface and attacking. Uh, Attacking the doctor and only uh, an orphan comes in and, and stops him and sort of. T- Meanwhile, Cassandra and Anarchy are checking out this underground city and uh, you know Anarchy's making the moves on on uh, on the spoiler. Sorry, not Cassandra on Stephanie the spoiler. And Zarazol, he's he's following on behind the the old creeper. What a perv! Yeah, sitting seems up, like it. Sitting up in the balcony with his bat binoculars, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Anarchy. Not too much tongue. Not too much tongue. You know, just what I thought, you bloody pervy old man. No wonder you have all these kids hanging around you. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He, you know, the Batman on Batman 66 would never be like that. Um, Stephanie and um, Batman... Oh, Stephanie sort of watches Batman take on Anarchy. Like, he... Batman comes in and says, oh, you, you know, you're full of shit, Anarchy. If you really want to help these people, you, you're an elf and they have a fight. Stephanie's like, you know what, Anarchy? I sort of agree with Batman. I reckon you're a bit of a flog. I'm out of here. And um, she takes off and Batman goes to fight. And with uh, Clayface, sort of, he's, he's, what's the best way to put it? He's at a philosophical crossroads about what he should do, and um, luckily that the orphan's there. Um, and he's put back in jail by Batman, but uh, he's managed to clone Stephanie's phone and has given all the information onto person in, like, a red mask. And it's, it's not Red Hood. Um... I think it's one of the people from the... Um, remember the arc where they had um, people who were victims of Batman? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's one of them. And that, oh, okay. So, look, it was, it, was, it was good. I mean, this arc of Detective so far, I'm enjoying a lot more than I enjoyed the previous one. Um, if you're not reading Detective, it's probably... It's, it's an okay arc to, to jump onto. Um, art is really good. I, I love Clayface. He's always been one of my favourite Bat villains, and I, I like anti-hero Clayface as well. Um, the, uh, the stuff with him being sort of conflicted—it's you've sort of felt it was coming, but it, and it feels a little bit forced at times. But otherwise, yeah. I, I mean, I, I liked this turned over a new leaf, Clayface. So you know, okay. Uh, I gave it uh, seven and a half out of ten. Alrighty. So I guess my next book would be Wonder Woman thirty. Okay. Which which boy was this a boy was boy was this a letdown. This issue was not good. 
especially so, the art. Oh, the art is, yeah, terrible, terrible. Uh, let me get to the credits while things like this. Um, Chef Fontana was the writer. David Messina was the artist. Romulo Fiardo Jr. did the colors. Uh, Jesus, uh, no, Saida. Saida Timofante did the letters. Jesus Marino and Alex Sinclair did the cover, which was okay. And Jenny Friesen did the variant good. Yes, the variant's good. The, the variant cover is the best part of this entire issue. Yep. Okay, so we start. This is a Heart of the Amazon, the fun, the finale of Heart of the Amazon. So uh, Hamilton Revere is a geneticist who wants, who we thought wanted Wonder Woman's blood to cure diseases across the globe. We find out that he has a much more uh, nefarious idea of blood, and he wants to weaponize it and make super soldiers. And you almost could just see this coming a mile away, really, once you found out that he was attached to the to the government. And so. He already has a few soldiers there who who he has powered up. Goes into a brawl with them, uh, beats them. Um, Steve and Etta. So despite uh, Etta injured herself and is recovering from surgery, she's getting around and she's hurling grenades and kicking and punching and shooting things. So it's good to see the. Uh, if you work for the government, at least in America, you get a you get a good health plan. <laughs> Etta is apparently on that. So Wonder Woman uses her lasso to make these raper soldiers see the truth. Um, and then Etta blows up Hamilton Revere's base along with the remaining samples of her blood. He is carted away, and uh, the ambulance drivers were two of the super soldiers who got away. And uh, they tell him that he's going to do what they say from now on. Now, when you say that she put the lasso on them... It showed their true selves, and that meant that it took any of Wonder Woman's them. Yeah. I'm not sure that's how DNA actually works. No. <laughs> but. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. At this point in the book, I was just like, I'm, I'm tired of this. I mean, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Now, let's, let's talk about the art in this book, because... Uh, it was it was shoddy. It was you had uh, I mean I remember one Trevor where he had no pupils in his eyes. There's there's a couple panels where people have no pupils in their eyes, and that's what really bothers um, David Messina's art. Yeah, and I also think that uh, Wonder Woman looks different in every single panel. There's, no there's some panel. There's some panels where she looks great, yeah. and there are some panels where she looks like it's made of wax, and yeah. there are some panels where she looks like a middle-aged man. Exactly. <laughs> there's no consistency to how she looked through the whole the whole book. I mean, and at, at least this time they managed to to keep Etta Candy as you know the same same race that she started out as. So that's something. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's true. But Steve Trevor looks like he's about twelve. Yeah. So I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, it's uh, even the story. I mean, this, the story has been a bit of a letdown as well. I I really liked the first two, and then it it went downhill fast. Yeah, I agree. 
I, 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 I was the same. I, I thought the first two were, were really good, and I was really excited. And then, yeah, it's um, it's really fallen off the pace. Boy, it has. I tell you what, David Messina, I think, is really, really good at, and that double spread on page, uh, uh, just page eleven on the digital version. His his fight sequences are really good. Yep. I really like it. I so I think he does much better he like detail work. Mm. Because it's it's mostly the faces. Yeah. That 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 suffer. And then little pages later on page fifteen, that's a nice page. But it's sort of pulled back action sequences. Yeah. So Yeah. And then yeah, on, on page on page sixteen you have a close up of Wonder Woman's face in three panels. Like you say, it's different in every single panel. Yeah. It, it really is. There's no consider what the main characters look like, especially Wonder Woman, and there needs to be in a book called Wonder Woman. It's yeah, I'm a fan of David Messina. Not a fan. No, um, not at all. And and I'm with you about leaving the pupils out. I mean, it just looks, it it, it just really jumps out that they're not there. Yeah, I don't know whether. It, whether he was called in to do the book maybe at the last minute and he was a bit rushed, things were, were, were missed, but, you know, there's been a couple that he's been involved with in this arc that have just been not great. And while we're nitpicking story details, on the second to the last page where uh, where Hamilton Revere... So he's he's under arrest by the police and he's being escorted to the car and he goes... I am a military officer. Call the Pentagon. And the policeman goes, yeah, we did. Nobody's ever heard of you. And then the paramedics walk up and they're like, oh, we just need to check his blood. Yeah, okay. All right. Whatever. Just take him. Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's that's not how law enforcement works. Yeah. The cops are just like, yeah, well, it's your problem now. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. So so the, he just gets in the ambulance and the ambulance just drives away. Yeah, yeah. And then on the and you know on the on the very bottom panel, there's a fire truck. There's a police car with his turn signal on. It looks like and the ambulance just drives away with this guy that you just put under arrest. Yeah, who who was who was wanted for soldiers? Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a bit of a um, that's a bit of a hole there. Um, what score did you give this one? I get out of ten. Yeah, me too. Uh just not good. Uh, a a. a Sad emoji for. I give this one because I love Shay Fontana. I really do, yeah. I, and I yeah. really wanted to do well, but I'm just it's fallen away this arc. Um, so we get we get something different next issue. Yeah, Children of the Gods, where we find out about Wonder Woman's brother. Mm. Mm. Yeah, the little known Frank of Themyscira. <laughs> Jason of Themyscira. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Jason and the Argonauts. Um. I got Teen Titans number 12. Now, this is a, a, a metal tie-in, so I'm not going to talk too much about it because you had to have read metal first, and we're not talking about that till the end. Um, I will say it's not so much a Teen Titans book as it is a Wayne book, this one. I'll do the I'll do the summary and the credits. So, a Dark Knight's metal tie-in, Gotham Resistance Part 1. The fight for Gotham City's soul starts here. When leaves a distress call from Nightwing, urging him to return home, he discovers that Gotham City has been transformed into a mosaic of monsters, magic, and doom. Trapped inside the Riddler's deadly maze with nowhere to turn, Robin soon assembles an unlikely team of hometown heroes, including Batgirl, Harley Quinn, Killer Croc, 
Black Canary and Green Arrow to find the missing Nightwing. Leave their city. Benjamin Percy was the writer on this one, and Merca and Dolfo did the art. So uh, let's get started on the review of it, shall we? Vampire zombie things that have got like chains and collars on, and there's like S and M Batman. And so I went back and I read uh, Metal first, and then I I sort of knew what was going on. So um, essentially the you know, S&M Batman has given out special cards to a, a few of Batman's rogues. So Poison Ivy's got one, and Bane's got one, and the Mad Hatter's got one. Um, and he gave one to the Riddler. And the Riddler's made this, you know, labyrinth in one of the uh, the rings around the mountain that is there where Gotham City once stood. And it was Damien, Green Arrow, Croc, and uh, Harley uh, trying to fight their way out. And defeat the Riddler, and and they did, and I won't get too much into it because, like I said, haven't read, haven't, we haven't talked about metal yet, um, but it's continued in offerings as the next, the next one on their way through to the circle. I enjoyed it once I read metal, it made a hell of a lot more sense, but like I said, not really a Teen Titans book because the rest of the Titans sort of stop and help people, and then you just follow Damien on his way with Green Arrow, and then eventually with Harley and, and Croc. So, um. I gave it 8 out of 10. Not really a Teen Titans book, but enjoyable nonetheless. Okay. What did you have? Uh, that's it. That's it? Uh, let me just double check. Uh, yeah, that's it. I got the Harley Quinn 25th anniversary uh, as well, um, which is three or four stories, and uh, it was it was good fun. Um, worth checking out, I think. Uh, I'd probably give it that night as well. Actually, well, I probably enjoyed most of the, my books this week. Overall, I enjoyed the books this week. That one, an eight. So, three or four different stories. So, different art teams, different writers. Um, you know, Amanda Connor and Jimmy Pelmiotti do one of the stories, and uh, uh, Paul Dini does one of the stories. And there's yeah, there's a, a few um, a few good Harley stories in there, and they're not all set like in modern day, like. Somerset, you know, back when Harley sort of first appeared in comics and stuff. So, quite good. Well worth getting. I haven't been picking up Harley Quinn for all, but you don't have to to, be, to enjoy this one. It's just oh. one where you can pick it up and, and read it and, okay. and just enjoy it for what it is. It might, be one of those, it might be one of those books that I just sort of keep in my mind for a, a week when, when, it's, when I'm... Low. Yeah, it's probably not a bad way to do it. Um, I also got... Titans, number 15, uh, I didn't necessarily like this one. Um, Double Agent is the name of the story. The hunt for the team's traitor takes an impossible turn when Nightwing is revealed as an agent of Hive. So the Titans hunt for answers about their leader and friend. Loyalties are tested like never before, and the Titans may never recover. Dan Abnett, penciled by Brett Booth, inked by Norm Rappman, coloured by Andrew Dahlhouse, covered by Booth, Dalhouse, and Rappermond. Uh, that pretty well explains it. Nightwing is found out to be the traitor because somehow Hive managed to implant nanotech in his body that meant that he was like uh, essentially a walking camera. Makes okay. sense? Yeah. yeah. Really? I suppose. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. It sounds, it sounds ridiculous, but you know what? It's Hive, and it's 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 a you know 
a guy who can run faster than time and another one who can, you know, breathe underwater and channel underwater abilities and, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And so you have to sort of go with it. Um, they end up going back to, to, to Hive and trying to find out what's going on. And um, they get attacked by Mel Duncan and uh, uh, what's his name? The big caveman fella. Anyway, I can't remember his name. But he was, you know, who have been corrupted, and um, you know, they find out that Lilith is is the one that Simon has said is going to come to bring into the world, and and in the end, it appears that Wally West dies because of his heart condition. Uh, eh. And then next, the real trade is revealed. Well, okay, they've been building up this trader stuff for the past however long. And now they're saying, next up, we actually reveal the uh, wing. Oh. All right. So, um, one of those. Nightwing isn't, Nightwing isn't the real traitor. Oh, no, no. No, it's one oh. of those sort of deals. Uh, uh, okay. So, it was not a fan of Brett Booth's uh, So, uh, five and a half. Not the best. Not, not Dan Abnett's best work by a long shot. Um, and Titans. I found has been either really, really good, or it's just oh god, you they're talking about bloody local planning laws for the Titans <laughs> building in New York. You know, it's it's either been been really good or it's been just eye rolling. So. All right, let's talk metal. Okay, let's. But. So this, at least, mm, where do we even start? Um, this book makes at least we finally get some answers, and that's something. With this book, unfortunately, I don't care for. Yeah, but uh, at least you know the story is sort of it's progressing. Um, so issue with Superman flying above the globe, and uh, bats bat symbols are being formed everywhere on the globe, and Superman goes, "We have to find Batman, and we have to find him right." Now, uh, we talk a little bit about Abinser uh, from uh, Car- reading from Carter Hall's journal, and uh, I tell you what, the thing that I like the least about you is it's everything that I hate about Batman. It's Batman has a plan for everything, and he's prepared everything to the to the nth degree, no matter how ridiculous. So we get that. Bega- so, Superman recognizes Batman's heartbeat because he's still, he knows his heartbeat as well as he knows Lois's, which he tells us. So, Batman uh, has created a duplicate heartbeat uh, sound effect, I guess. Uh, implanted that in numerous locations all throughout the world. One's in Gorilla City. One somehow is in the House of Mystery, which Batman shouldn't even have access to. And Constantine even goes, how did you hide a transmitter in a wall made of souls in the House of Mystery? Magic user to access. But, you know, the answer, well, he's Batman. Mm. So Batman just, he just, he just knows how he's just, because he's Batman answer. I yeah, hate that. I, oh my God. I, I just hate it. I hate it so much. And uh, Blue Beetle is in, is in Metropolis and Superman's flying around. And, uh, Blue Beetle's like, why are we doing all this stuff? And Superman's like, because Batman's our 
friend, and because when Batman's in trouble, then that means that we're wrong somewhere, and we really have to help him. So we found him, they say. Cyborg and Wonder Woman are flying through, uh, flying through the Amazon rainforest. But it are, it's actually the Bat family all dressed up like Batman yep. somehow. somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Robin's driving the Bat tank, and he can't even see over the wheel. But he's 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 driving the bat tank, etc. Um, so Aquaman hunts down one of the Batmans, Batman, Batmans, uh, and they're all carrying these bags. And uh, they're assuming that Batman has uh, that shard of pure nth metal that he stole from the Black Hawk. Uh, it's all a big fake out. Uh, the the one that Aquaman catches has nothing. And then Batman, uh, despite you know being Batman, somehow beats the Flash. Which ridiculous, mm. right? He he beats the Flash because somehow Batman knew where the Flash was going to run, and the transmitter can shoot ice at him. Yeah, despite you know, as you say, the Flash being so fast that he can he can run faster than the speed of light and run back. But he's going to be beaten by a bat ice gun. I don't think so. No, I I don't think so. So. The Justice League corners who they think is the real Batman, which turns out to be Nightwing, and uh, uh, including Hal Jordan, who's not even in the Justice League, I might add. Just, uh, and so Nightwing has this plant that can damage other plants. And uh, who would have an issue with that? Swamp Thing would have an issue with that, which is fine, except Swamp Thing says, who dares harm the green here at the Parliament of Trees? That's not where the Parliament of Trees is. Parliament of Trees, you access through a swamp in Louisiana, which Scott Snyder should know, because he wrote the first 20 issues of Swamp Thing in the New 52. But, whatever. You know, just be, meh, who cares? Who cares about any of that? It's, it's, it's freaking Batman. So, Superman flies through the Bat Tank, picks up Batman, and, uh, who we who we think is air quotes Batman goes into excruciating about uh, about the mantling and about all of these metals that you have to be exposed to and about the court of owls. Well, we later find out that that's it's not actually Batman; it's actually Clayface. How absorbed all of that information in in what would have been a minuscule amount of time because Batman would have had to tell him all of this stuff while he's getting stuff ready and on the run. He's a very so good actor, though. He, well, he's a very good actor. I guess he's good at memorizing his lines. Yeah. I guess. But uh, Clay, Clayface is just amazed that he could pull up. Mm. But. Uh, so then we go to Finisterre, or the ends of the earth in the Antarctic lava pits, where all of the immortals are meeting in an underground bunker. Only in comic books that's not X-Men would you have the plan B that the immortals have the astral brain of the anti-monitor, and they are going to shoot it at the Rock of Eternity, which will then end the dark multiverse. Mm. Okay. All right. So they. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, before we move on, uh, so Ra's al Ghul is there, and he's uh, he's the low man on the totem pole. He uh, he knows the Dark Knight better than than all of them. What Batman is going to do, and uh, Kendra goes, "Oh my God." So then we go to the Valley of the Kings, the tomb of Prince Khufu, where Batman has his bat headlamp on. You think you just have like. <laughs> I mean, I've seen Batman with like goggles that he can see in the dark, so I don't know why he decided to go for the uh, for the least maneuver. They, these are in solid Audi the other week. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the bat headlamps. <laughs> I, have, I have one of these headlamps that, that, that I wear when I go running. And Do you know what else you can get at Audi? 
you can get well, hats like baseball caps, and they've got LED lights under the peak. Oh, that's amazing. So you can wear it with, and it can be like a little torch under the peak like, of your hat when you're working, you know, under the house, wherever. Oh, that's so good. Yep. I bet that's he's got one Batman. of those. I bet Batman's I'll, got one with a logo on that. I'll bet he does. Yeah. So, so uh, Batman is uh, he's in the tomb of Prince Khufu, and uh, Dream is tagging along. I, I'm not even sure why Dream is there. But then uh, Batman goes, uh, Batman's a bit needy with Dream, and he's like, dude, just tell me that this is the right plan. And Dream goes, dude, I don't know. <laughs> it's your, it's your, it's your messed up plan. I don't know. He's like, but if you need a hand, just uh, uh, call to me in the place of the Black Sun. And Batman asks again, please tell me I'm doing the right thing. And Dream's like, dude, I don't know. I'm, yeah, and just, and just sort and yourself just, out, Bruce, and, and and just disappears. And then, in what is even more ridiculous than shooting the astral brain of the Anti Monitor at the Rock of Eternity, Batman, he, uh, the world's greatest detective, sure. We can also add world's worst babysitter to his resume. Because hidden in his satchel is baby Darkseid wearing goggles. <laughs> do you think? Do you think Batman would have been watching Arrow and saw saw the baby Diggle in the backpack, and he's like, "That's a great idea. No one will ever think to look there." That's, a, <laughs> that's what he's done. That's the first thing I thought of, and I was I, I was drinking a cup of tea when I when I read this, and I tea out all over the screen of my iPad when I saw this in half in disgust and half in humor because it is so funny. It is so funny the panel where Batman just pulls out Baby Darkseid by like this his neck. Yeah, and 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 he's he's wearing goggles. <laughs> he's wearing goggles, which which we learn is is to contain Baby Darkseid's Omega beams, which are like okay, yeah, that makes sense. But you you're gonna tell me that Batman is so prepared that he has beadside sized anti omega beam glasses just hanging around that's is that's that's batman's level of preparedness yeah please please but maybe look like like a reject from um from the muppet babies <laughs> he's, he's the one that didn't get a gig and so he's a bit mad about it yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's got like the 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 craggly, rocky, dark side skin, and he's like, he's, he's, he does like the things with the dude, like you know. Yeah, the world's worst and, cabbage patch kid. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Rejected cabbage patch kids, yeah. baby dark side. So, <laughs> Batman then uh, he goes, "Hey, remember when I got shot back through time because Dark Side blasted me with the Omega beams, which actually shouldn't have happened because Final Crisis technically didn't happen, mm-hmm. but." Again, you know, continuity. Whatever, man. Uh, so he's like, hey, remember that time that Darkseid shot me with the Omega Beams and I went back? Well, I'm going to do that again because now I can fight I can fight Barbados because I have Hawkman's Nth Metal Axe. And uh, Superman and Wonder Woman are like, dude, you can't do that because it's going to earn time. And he's like, yeah, still, whatever, man. I have to do it. Dream even said that it was a good idea. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to do it. And Dream, Dream would be sitting there reading the book at home, being like, "I never said that. Leave me out of it, man." I don't Dude, do with it. this is this is your messed up plan. I got, I got, I got more important things to be taken care of. Okay, so then uh, we it was a it was a big fake out, and for Batman being the world, he sure doesn't know a lot. But he's we're we're not actually at the tomb of um, of Khufu. We are at the tomb of Hothset. Ha! Fake out there, and. Uh, 
the Court of Owls make their appearance again, and they're like, we have been manipulating everything behind the scenes basically your entire life, Bruce, so take that. And Batman's like, whoa. And these, uh, these, these evil priests uh, are about to start the mantling. So uh, we talked about the Electrum, and we talked about the Prometheum, and we talked about the Dionysium. Then we talked about the El, and uh, it turns out the fifth metal is actually called Batmanium. Mm, oh, facepalm. Like, seriously? Really? You're joking. Uh, these evil priests are called the uh, called the Strigidae? Yeah. I guess. I uh, mean, but... Bat- Batman is almost as bad as um, Unobtainium. It's it's exactly like unobtainium. Yeah. So there are these evil priests of um, Vados, and all they have to do is expose Batman to Batmanium, and he's going to be the portal to which the uh, evil Batman from the Dark Universe are going to come into our universe. And Batman gets sucked into the Dark Universe. We learn it. He doesn't die. He just gets sucked into the Dark Universe. The vowels seem to think that uh, which is the typical evil villain hubris. I can't count how many times that this is. Uh, we've seen this before. They're like, no, we've we've helped out this evil demon bat god who's been around since the dawn of time. Surely he'll have a place for him. Bat god reign, and that doesn't happen. So he gets exposed to the batmanium and uh, uh, disappears into the dark multiverse. And uh, uh, these the Robin leads. And chains hop out and uh, kill all of the Court of Owls. So I don't know if that's the last we'll ever see of them or not, but who knows. And uh, then all of the uh, the aforementioned Batmen from the Dark Universe are just hanging around. Two, five, six, seven, looks like eight, nine of them. Something. And they're all sort of loosely based on Justice League characters. Like you've got sort of an Aquaman one and a Cyborg and... Green like a flash, like a, like, a, like a flash one. So, anyway. Uh, and uh, uh, Barbados turns Superman and Wonder Woman like zombies or like ancient or something. And Superman and Wonder Woman are like, we'll stop you, we've stopped worse. And he's like, well, ha, ha, after all. And then so just some more narration from Carter Hall's uh, diary about Kronos. And he says, oh, because it, it's 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 really a tragic story uh, when Kronos looked at the, at the time and uh, eventually you be you turn out to be the villain of your own story. You're like, well, yeah, I guess because yeah. <laughs> because you do. Because because you do. And it's like I was going to say because it unleashed the anti-monitor, but well, it didn't actually happen because a crisis was a guess wasn't because they have his brain. So, mm. who knows. Yeah. I I tell you one thing I did like was the the little legion of doom uh Headquarters nod that we got. That was where all like the um, the immortal people were were hanging out. Vandal Savage's little place. Yeah, yeah, I did like that. Um, and some of the, I mean, some of the stuff was kind of kind of fun, but I mean, overall, I'm just not feeling this book at all. This, uh, it's this story at all. Sorry, it's just it's so ridiculous and. I mean, God, we talked about this last week, where Rebirth was supposed to get these characters back to, you know, back to the core of their essence and the core of their being. And, you know, you're telling me that Batman is hanging out with Dream and somehow stole Baby Darkseid? Yeah. When like, what? wasn't wasn't Baby Darkseid left with Grail? Baby Darkseid out of his backpack. I just threw up my hands. I'm like, okay, I'm out. Let's see what yeah. happens the rest of the, the rest of the way. 
but you know, put me dark side in his bloody in his knapsack next to his his lunch that Alfred's packed for him next to his you know his peanut butter sandwich, and he's he's just well, let me pull this baby out of the bag. I bet you didn't see that coming. And you're right in what you said as well about this is over-prepared for everything. Like, it's it's like he sat down and he's worked out, you know, every single second, every all the money maybe could happen. No one's got time for that. And this Not is, even Batman. Not even Batman. And this is another reason why you and I have said on this podcast many a time, going right back to the very early days, that we've actually bit batman out. And it's for stuff like this that I'm batman out. And, you know, Batman, like... The Court of Owls have basically been grooming Batman since birth to be the doorway for this demon from another dimension. It's like, really? I'll bet, I'll, I'll bet we are going to find out that it's the Court of Owls who actually engineered uh, Bruce's parent mm. all because of metal or darkness or whatever. And... It doesn't make any sense because the Court of Owls were legitimately trying to kill Batman yeah. for a long time. And you're telling me that it was all a big fake out now? I, I, I don't buy it. No, no, we forget all about that. Forget all about that. It's just what's happening now is is, is what everything is. Yeah. And, you know, I'm really curious to know how Batman got a hold of Baby Darkseid. Like, seriously. I, I was I was trying to remember what happened to Baby Darkseid. I think I'm pretty sure Grail took him. So Grail was Darkseid's daughter, and like I'm pretty sure she left. It. So you're telling me that Batman, like Batman, like mortal man, Batman is just going to go knocking down Darkseid's daughter and be like, "Can I borrow your baby? I'll bring him back by. He has to be changed." <laughs> and 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 Grail is just going to go along with this plan. She'd be like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." I don't think so, but it's sort of like my the anti monitor's tuning fork in uh, the casting or the forge, whichever the first one was, which shouldn't actually exist because yeah. crisis didn't happen. So why would he have the anti monitor's tuning fork? But you know, again, it's just like yeah, it's just you know, just items out of multiple continuities you want, and I guess that's what it is. But it. <laughs> And the the baby dark side sized anti omega beam goggles. If you're telling me that you can create such a thing, why wouldn't you just make a suit out of anti omega beam armor and just wear that whenever you fight dark side? Mm. <laughs> why can't you just plate just plate some armor with that? And dark side goes, bro, vanquish human, and you'd be like, nope, nope. I'm wearing my specially engineered Wayne Tech anti omega beam armor. Maybe there's only enough to create a pair of baby-sized <laughs> goggles. And so, well, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna have this stuff, I better make some very tiny baby-sized goggles, just that, in case I ever need them. That fit perfectly because every baby has exactly the same size head. Yeah, even baby Darkseid with his giant head. <sighs> so, yeah, it's 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 everything that I hate about Batman. It's yep. just. This issue is just chock full of. Yep. Yeah, it's. I I I see it's getting like just massive love, and it's had a second reprinting and all that sort of stuff. And I, I I think you and I are probably. Well, we definitely are in the minority. But I'm not feeling it at the moment. I'm just. Yeah. Okay. 
When's when's this doomsday thing happening? Yeah, doom. Yeah, doomsday clock is. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm not. I'm not excited about that either. Well, I don't even know what the doomsday clock is going to be. So there's sort of that. Hmm. Maybe it'll be. Maybe it will be good. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I just look at. I I don't think any further ahead than what am I getting this week? I'm. I'm really tired of events. Yes, absolutely. And having having metal, the metal and having the doomsday clock, like basically happening at the same time, that's really annoying. Mm. That's really annoying. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what score would you give this book? This book is really hard to score because there's nothing like it's it's, it's well done. I just don't like how it's done. So yeah. I I gave this. Yeah, I gave it a six. Like I said, there's a few moments that I thought were, were, were kind of fun, but overall, I'm just uh, okay. You know, fine. What I else? like. I really like the fact that we actually did get some answers. But like I said, I just I'm not. I don't really like the answers that we got. Yeah. But you know, that was my in the casting. I was like, what the, What the hell is going on here? You can't just keep throwing all this stuff out and never giving us any resolution. Yeah. No. Exactly. Uh, I it's 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 not it's not ringing any bells for me. No, it sure isn't. Mm. Uh, that's our well, that's our comic reviews this week. That's our that's gonna be a show for the week too. Um, we haven't got anything else, have we? Nah, I don't think so. It's really I scoured all of the news sites this week. I'm like, guys, is there anything we can talk about? There really isn't anything. <laughs> so lucky we have plenty of books. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, so about these books, if you want to tell us why we're wrong about metal, then uh, you can find us on Twitter at Sid- City Country Geek. Uh, I am at GBO26, or you can get me at Celtic Punkcast. And Paul, you are? I am at PolyPMC. Also at the Recap Pod, you'll find Paul as well if you want to talk Captain America. And if you want to listen to the new Recap episode two, it's out, and I've listened to it this week, and I, I quite enjoyed it. So That's right, it sure is out. So it's, uh, it's uh, the end of... Most of the end of Secret and uh, Cosmic Cube shenanigans. Yep. Uh, you can also hear me every week on bluesandrootsradio.com on the uh, the Celtic Punkcast uh, weekly show and the monthly one that comes out uh, in conjunction with uh, with this network. Um, Facebook.com slash citygeekcountrygeek, citygeekcountrygeek at gmail.com is our email address episode and the previous 74 on SoundCloud and on iTunes. We are a part of the Champagne podcasting that's all for this week guys uh i will be uh in melbourne next friday to watch the melbourne storm hopefully win their way into the another grand final uh until then have a uh have a grand week and we'll uh, talk at you all again later on so long <laughs>